Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of the Color Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Color Sisterhood team and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Good morning girls. Good morning. It's five o'clock always. <laughs> five o'clock here in California, ten o'clock in Australia. So um, lovely to see you. Been sitting here for the last few minutes just looking at myself actually in my Instagram thing, <laughs> just waiting for you. So fantastic to see you. Are you well this morning? Amen. Beautiful. So uh, this is our sisterhood, our um, Aussie sisterhood every week. It's our Thursdays girls. It's for all our campus girls and um, locations across Australia, up into Indonesia. It's for any of our uh, sisterhood girls and family around the world. And they often drop in if the time zone works for them. And if it doesn't, then they catch up in the history, which is awesome. It's for our college students, hallelujah. So I hope there's some college girls that I see actually, the college sisterhood, which is awesome. I follow you girls. I think I actually did with one of these with you um, way back in the day. And then Pastor Brian walked across in his dressing gown and was just oblivious. Um, so hey, give everyone at college a shout out. And then of course, um, just friends and family around the world. And um, my name is Bobby Houston. <laughs> How about that? I've never done that. But um, if this is your first time, um, hooking in with us, huge welcome. And it's just really lovely to have you with us. And um, I know that we're just gonna have a great morning this morning. Have absolute confidence in the Holy Spirit. I've been preparing, um, just preparing my heart and my mind for you girls. And I know lots of um, our team around Australia are praying for you. And this is actually our 25th. Everyone put a hashtag 25. This is our 25th. Well, I know we should have balloons or something. Some of you are putting up hearts there, but um, it's our 25th of doing it in this um, context and style. And I know that um, it's uh, a blessing to many of you. It's a blessing to me. I love seeing you girls. I mean, I can see Hillsong Southwest. I can see Jess Boga from Dallas always. The Faithless, my beautiful daughter-in-law, Lucille, is on. Actually, I'm going to get her on this sometime because... Um, actually chatted with her a couple of days ago and said, you know, if you came on, what would you like to talk about? And she's such a great girl, such a great girl. I'm so proud of her and um, such a great mum. And um, I know that uh, she would have gold to bring. So you know what? If this thing continues, we'll continue doing this. Amen. So hallelujah. What else should I do? All right. And then I just saw, I'm just waiting for you all to get on. Um, I just noticed that Brian posted um, our new family member. Did anybody see that? So basically... Girls, we have got a puppy. We've secured a puppy. And I'm kind of excited because our beloved Bali passed away at Christmas and I wasn't ready for a dog. But anyway, we've found one. <laughs> and he's been born and that's awesome. And I'm so hot telling you that. But um, yeah, Brian just put it out there. So uh, yeah, his name's going to be Lido. I guess that's it. L-I-D-O, Lido. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, praise the Lord. Shall we pray? Amen. Father God, I just want to thank you for this morning. 
I thank you for every girl that I see um, in this chat line and who's watching on. Father God, who's joined us this morning. My heart and my prayer is that you will, Father God, overshadow us, overshadow our fellowship, our time together. When we get Christine on that, Lord Jesus, you'll just have your divine way um, as we... Um, Kind of break bread together in Jesus name. So Father, if anyone's not well this morning, anyone's feeling a little bit under the weather, I really do pray in Jesus name that actually you'll be great and that you're going to recover and you're going to feel strong by the end of our little time this morning. Amen. Amen. Okay, girls, I don't want to pr prattle on too much. We want to say prattle, um, but it's kind of hot here today. It's been really muggy and um, overcast and misty the last three days here. And then this afternoon it's turned to humidity. So so there you go, but um, just want to draw your attention today that it is R-U-O-K Day, R-U-O-K Day. Many of you are familiar with that, that is actually a nationally, um, a national day that our nation um, leans into and we as a church and a sisterhood lean into it and really um, it's about mental health and paying attention to one another and so just FYI, Today is that, so feel free to ask one another or whomever you meet in your travels today or this week if they are okay. And then um, we've actually posted a blog, we do this every year, but we posted a blog just right now um, that's got information from the team on how to ask those questions and then um, ask the next question and the next question and actually have a pathway of response should somebody actually be open enough and honest enough to say that they're not okay. And we're living in crazy times, we know that. So um, so everyone say, are you okay? And um, have the heart and the courage to actually um, let someone trustworthy in your world know if you're not okay. And then also Katie uh, Randall, who works um, on the team with us, she also said that it's actually World Suicide Day. So, so many days today, but um, it is that. And again, I don't want this to be morbid, but um, you know, there's an increase of this happening around the world, especially in this climate. So I noticed this morning, our New York sisterhood, uh, you know, who are three hours in front of where I'm at, um, their sisterhood had a little bit of a conversation about that. I dropped, I only dropped in for a few moments, but I think um, one of our great girls there was interviewing someone who has training and expertise in this area and how, how we can discern um, whether someone's just a little bit over the season and kind of mouthing off that they really can't be bothered living or they really do actually have um, a problem, okay? So let's never forget, girls, that we are a church, amen, and we're here for one another. And that's actually what sisterhood is about. It's about friendship, fun, community cause. It's about having a giggle together, a bit of a laugh. Um, it's about the word of God, um, and it's about encouraging one another and strength strengthening one another, amen? All right, so, um, you know, and it's true, you know, this season with lockdowns and restrictions, it's, you know, been disheartening. It's been disheartening and it's still proving disheartening for many who are still in various stages of lockdown. And so again, just want to give um, in our own nation, um, everyone a bit of a, um, a shout out who's finding themselves um, restricted yet again and for longer. Everyone in Victoria and um, complexities of just trying to get across <laughs> the border. Oh my gosh, my husband is on this. Serious. Brian Houston, do not be distracting to me. Okay, I think that's a first. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, I just want to. I, I just want want to encourage you. You know, um, if you're feeling disheartened, I just want to encourage you. Take heart again. 
Take Heart again. And you know what? That might end up being the name of a project that's coming up. But Take Heart. We often say in church, Take Heart. We have songs about it. We're always saying, look up, look around, Take Heart. But Take Heart again. And the one, amen, who uh, literally counts the hairs on our head. Okay, for me, they're getting a little bit thinner, actually. He's the one who orders our steps. So Take Heart. I'm being pastoral here, girls. Take Heart. And the one who orders our steps, if we allow him to do, commit your way unto the Lord. Amen. Trust in him. And like, you know what? He'll take care of things. Take heart in the one who teaches us to number our days. And you know, the psalm says, what does it say? Um, off the top of my head, it says, teach us to number our days so that we might gain a heart of wisdom. Is that what it says? I think it does. And you know what? If, if nothing else is happening at the moment in your world except your numbering days, then let's make sure that those days count for something good. Is that all right? Everyone say amen to that. We're going to number our days in lockdown and COVID and 2020. Let's make sure that we are making them count for something good. And, you know, Psalm 34 came to mind, Psalm 34, 8. And it says, um, taste and see, amen, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Blessed is the one who what? Who takes refuge in him. And, uh, you know, again, if one of the primary lessons um, of 2020 is for us to learn how to take refuge in God, then um, it's been a good lesson and it's not been wasted time. Amen? Amen. I've seen a girl called Savannah here who's saying amen to me. I see Beth Adams. I see April Miller. Too much fun. Hallelujah. Um, you did a great job last week, darling. I see Nikki Seely here who works with um, Catherine and the team on a lot of our stuff. Uh, our niece Jackie saying hi to Pastor Brian, to Uncle Brian. Fantastic. Um, all right. So, again, we're going to be encouraged today. And... Um, in a moment, I'm going to be phoning up, dialing up our favorite Aussie Greek, um, Christine Kane. But you know what? I sat at my desk and I just want to speak a couple of words over a couple of people. Ah, some of you are like, what the heck? She doesn't do that. Look to the clouds. Jesus must be coming back. But no, seriously, I was just sitting over there waiting for today to happen. And I just started to think about a couple of you. And so I kind of have a word for you, if I may. So if Nicola Douglas is there, um, she should be. But if she's not, she can catch up with us later. But um, I just felt, sweetheart, that um, you are wired. I wrote it down. You are wired the way you are wired in God. You are wired to inquire, to dig, and to learn. And um, pastoring in um, Melbourne in this uh, prolonged season of lockdown. Okay, so pastoring, for, you, for you to be pastoring in Melbourne in the season of lockdown, um, I just want to say... God wants to facilitate, not a lockdown, but for you to unlock things. And um, I think the season is going to unlock in you because, again, you're wired to inquire, to dig, to, to learn in God. Um, this season, if you allow it, is going to unlock, not lockdown, but unlock um, greater and stronger revelation. And you know what? Revelation when you're a, um, a pastor, when you're a shepherd in the house or the kingdom of God, it's never about fame or fortune, which that wouldn't be what you would remotely think, sweetheart. But um, it's actually about shepherding the flock, shepherding those that God loves so much. And so I just want to encourage you that this isn't lockdown, woe is me, and how are we going to pastor our campuses and our people through this. Rather, this is going to be an unlocking season in Jesus' name. Amen. Rose Medwin, I felt you come to mind and I felt just to say you're like a quiet gem. Hopefully you're on, Rose, but um, you're like a quiet gem. 
you're like one of the those quiet achievers and being I think being a quiet gem doesn't mean that you actually have you know a quiet personality not at all it just means that you're this quiet gem in the kingdom of God and um, you know sometimes when you like that and this could relate to anyone else if you like that you can sometimes feel like you're unseen but you may or may not feel like that but sometimes we can feel like that I'm am I seen am I even on the page here and I just I feel to say that you know what I feel like the the Lord actually loves the quiet gems. He loves the quiet, faithful gems. And then I was thinking about our creatives. And so I have a word of wisdom for our creatives, creatives if I may. And I just feel to say that when, um, when your measure, the measure, the gift on you, when the measure began to unfold and develop, um, you were wide-eyed with wonder and gratitude. Yeah, you were. You were just wide-eyed with wonder and gratitude um, that God would actually include you, that he would actually include you. And so listen to me. I'm saying this with tender loving care. Um, years on, um, opportunity on, success on. Um, I just want to say lovingly, don't lose your wide-eyed wonder. Don't lose your wide-eyed wonder. Remain steadfast. Um, in wonder and steadfast in gratitude and watch what the Lord wants to continue to do in and through you. And you know, when you're in ministry, hey, when you're in ministry, listen to me, when you're in ministry and um, it's not, it's what, it's what happens through you that is the most powerful. You know, it's never about mm, me getting on here today and, you know, hoping that, you know, I look fine, I've got my makeup right and we're all good and our words are perfect. It's not. It's what the Holy Spirit wants to do in and through us. Amen. So let's always remember that in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. All right. Praise the Lord. Where am I? Come back here. Okay. We're going to call up Christina in Jesus' name. Amen. I see some of you are having a bit of a joke here, but that's all right. Take heart. Nope. Praise the Lord. Oh. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right, I'm going to call up Chris. The beautiful Christine Kane. Oh, humidity fingers. <laughs> oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Here we go. It's going to be one of those days. Last week it was so easy. <sighs> Praise the Lord. Now, this is where you joke with one another. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. I'll blow on the screen. Thank you, my Lord. <laughs> okay, you just got a free snort there. All right. Oh, I need to get in front of my fan. Here's my fan. My Dyson fan. All right. Go. In Jesus' name. Oh, there she is. prophetic word i was waiting well you know no and <laughs> myself here how are you i'm awesome uh, but i'm not having a hot flush right now well have you got aircon yes yes well <laughs> hallelujah so good to see you sweetheart and uh what he doesn't know is that you and I are going to have dinner after this. Amen. Exactly. I know. I'm, I'm pretty fired up. But we are doing this in separate places right now. We're practicing very good social distancing, like miles from each other. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to put 
beautiful. Hey, I love you. So I've been describing you as indomitable. Yeah, and I had to look it up in the dictionary. Okay, well, I looked it up also, everyone. Indomitable, everyone say indomitable, means impossible to subdue or defeat or frighten, strong and brave. Oh, I wish I was, but yes, <laughs> I'll take that in faith. I think you're impossible to subdue or defeat. However, you can be frightened by insects. And snakes. Well, everyone's frightened of snakes. Of course they are. But um, you are strong and brave. And I'm really grateful for you doing this, Christine, because, you know, you're a busy girl. And, um, but you know what? You're with your people here. Totally. You're with your tribe. And I know the girls are actually just pumped to see you. And, you know, obviously you've jumped on. So it's going to probably spike uh, who's viewing in right now. So, um, you know, I'm Bob. <laughs> I love that. I've been I'm on about 20 of these 25, of 20 of 25 of these. I love them. You love them, I know, but yeah. some of your people might be looking and going, who the heck are these people? But I'm her friend, okay? Yeah, well, yeah. she is a large reason of why I'm here, yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, so Chris, I do this every time, but then I'm going to let you talk. I'm going to ask everyone, it's not as if anybody doesn't know who you are, but there could be, you know. So, Kane, yeah. I say this to everybody, and you know what I say, you are, you are, um, you are known by many and loved by all, and that's the absolute truth. That's true of everybody in our world, hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> But you are married to um to Nick Holy Ghost Kane, right? True. He's a real Christian. Yeah. <laughs> he is the Holy Ghost. That's what I'm saying. He is the real Christian. Uh, people think it's all Chris Kane. I'm like, no, 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 honey. It's 25 years of Nick Kane. That's why. <laughs> I shouldn't say this, but you know, we sometimes joke like if, if this would never happen. But no, it's actually, <laughs> I ain't got married. You'd be like like divorced in one minute <laughs> if I got married we'd be like still holding the door open for each other you go you go, you go. Just, uh, people are like laughing yes people this is what you do with 31 years of friendship these are the conversations you have <laughs> anyway amazing how many years you've been married 24 good job 25 that's a big one 25 in March yeah okay Catherine and Sophia what ages are they now Catherine's um, 18 and a half, and then Sophia is 14 right. and a half. I'm going to get you to talk about them in one second, but I wrote down this. You are preacher, teacher, evangelist, author extraordinaire. Yes. Indomitable. Uh, <laughs> everybody knows this, but nevertheless, somebody might be just here for the first time. You are the founder of um, A21, which is the abolition of slavery in the 21st century, correct? Yep. How many years now? We're into our 13th. Okay. So we talk a lot about um, A21 like in church and when we do have the house and all that kind of stuff. So we may not go there or we may go there. I don't know. But nevertheless, um, you are the founder of Propel, which is, you know, we often don't talk about that, but that is a ministry that you have birthed and you are stewarding in the most profound and magnificent way, a ministry to women here in the United States. And so um, incredible. So yeah. I mean, I don't know. You can talk about that later if you want to. I don't know. You're a prolific reader um, and you are currently studying for, I asked you because I always, you, are, you are studying at the moment for your master's in feminism and leadership. Totally. Yeah. We, I know. I know. So, you know, 
You're going to get a step on your hand when that's done. I'm going to get a I'm going to bring you to my graduation. I'm going to full on put on the gown and the hat and everything. I'm like, no one came to my one at Sydney Uni, mate. It was just me and my friend. And then I got my um, degree and I fell down the stairs in the Great Hall of Sydney University in front of everyone. Mate, that was the chick from Blacktown. You ran down the stairs? I literally fell down the stairs and under my cap and gown, I had these like really like dodgy shorts and like I looked so feral and so my cape came over my head and my shorts and I'm on the floor at the Great Hall of Sydney Uni. I reckon the Lord just laughed his head off and thought, you know, and, and then he had me for 30 years do life and ministry in a non-academic way just to make sure, honey, this is where it'll bring you on the floor. <laughs> you know, I don't know that I've ever known that story. No, you haven't. I haven't really. It's, I've had 30 years of inner healing about my fall with my degree, <laughs> my graduation. Okay, that fall is right up there with Brian's fall. Remember telling <laughs> Way. So I'll just quickly tell that story. He came with his father to Australia. His father was preaching. He was just young, but he had a dream in his heart. And he just, I don't know, he must have got an opportunity to speak. And so he thought he was the ant's pants. And he gets comes back to Wellington and he's on the plane, stepping off onto the, you know, the, the stairs. And he, he just thought he was like a world preacher now. And he, um, so he thought he could like help a lady carry her oranges. And then he sort of slipped and fell and the oranges all just rolled down the runway. So, you know. The Lord's got a sense of humour. Literally. It's awesome. Anyway, that's there you go. That was my first public confession 31 years later. No, 40 years later. Bearing <laughs> that on um, Instagram today with your hood sisters. <laughs> Are a true blue Aussie, um, you're a true blue Hillsong girl. Yes. Sometimes we would say true blue Aussies and you're, and you're that, but you are a true blue Hillsong girl. And um, I, I'm not joking when I say this, you are a very loyal and faithful friend and you're a prayer warrior for me. Um, you're an, I mean, I, I, we all need to be your armor bearer because of what God's allowing you to do. But honestly, you're like an armor bearer for me, for me personally. And I know that um, if, if ever I had to ask you to pray about something, you would be on it. And oh, I, totally. that is, I value that, sweetheart. So I'm pumped. Okay, I've kind of got three kind of questions and I'm going to just let, let you go and we'll just see where this goes. I mean, I've got a strategy here, but, you know, it could all fall over. But, um, like, let's just go to family for one second. But just tell us a little bit, like, real quick, how you um, and Nick and um, the girls are doing in this season because it's a good question to ask. People are It is. And we're do thank God, thank God, we're healthy, we're strong, um, and the kids are great. You know, they've gone back to school, but they're not back at school yet. They're doing it online. They're going to go back in a couple of weeks. They're a bit older, so you learn to navigate it. You just uh, make it work, you know. Um, and they're at a good age. Look, I've waited to be a parent of teenagers. I did youth ministry for like 15 years, so I was born for this. So it's the most fun age. Um, thank God that we really like each other. So parents of young kids stick at it it's worth it because at this age I mean we just kill ourselves laughing like most of the time and um I feel you know of course I know so many there's so much suffering and pain the silver lining for us mm -hmm. is of course I have never had this amount of time in one place ever like in and in the last 31 years I have never ever ever been in a city for this amount of time even though I've gone out on little trips I, I still have been largely here and so the time it's given me with the girls uh, right at this age 
um, I couldn't put a price on it. So, you know, we've been um, cooking, which they can't even believe I could do. And then I really don't do it anymore. If you watch my stories, Catherine does it. So Catherine loves all the cooking, but I'm there. Um, and just the conversations you have by being present, you know what that is, because you're just around. So the stuff starts to come out. And so um, in that way, I just went uh, right from day one, we said, we're going to find the gold. Because, you know, I went to colour, got mm -hmm. on a plane and came here. And then for the first three months, I literally was in, you know, lockdown, lockdown, like the people in Melbourne are and like people are. Um, it was it was full on. And um, so it was like, we've got to make this work. And of course, you know, just like church, like all of us, we've got 15 A21 offices around the world. So it's not like anyone's gone to sleep in this time. I, and the truth is, I've probably not worked this hard in a lot of years because you're up early connecting with offices all around the world and trying to work out how on earth are you going to rescue people when the world's in lockdown? How are you going to um, provide restoration for survivors when the world's in lockdown? You don't have, you know, there's, there's, it just has its own challenges. And so um, it has been awesome. Um, and I mean that. I mean, at 54, to have to rethink how you do a whole lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And just like we're doing these, 25, you know, um, sisterhood from the day we started workshop for women we haven't stopped it's we're 20 you know we've done 25 of these shows but we've been going for 25 years and it's just okay so this is how we're doing it right now we've always found a way to do whatever we have to do in it so that keeps you busy yeah I think um, I just think finding perspective is so critical and we have to remind each other of that because yeah in a season like this I mean really the world has suffered worse to oh, be yeah. But it's a season, and I, I forgot to mention, I wrote it down here, it's like, you know, in this season, we're all discovering um, what it's like to have some of our freedoms removed. I mean, everyone. But um, I, I just was thinking, if nothing else, may that actually give us greater empathy, greater shared empathy for those who are actually truly in captivity. Do you know what I'm saying? So... For example, like we've got to go back to Australia. We're going back to Australia soon. Not got to, want to. Yeah. Um, and so we're, we're going to have the forced hotel, you know, mandatory hotel quarantine. No choice where you go. Could be Cockroach City or it could be a yep. night in the harbour. You're not allowed to go out your door. Like there's security on each floor. I mean, I get claustrophobic thinking about no air. Like, cause yes. <laughs> yeah, you're talking to me. <laughs> oh. But, you know, what it's going to make me do, Chris, is the minute I feel I can't do this, which is stupid, I can, but I'm, I'm, it's going to make me mindful of those who are in true captivity right now. And I think that I think that's something. Do you feel like that sometimes? Oh, yeah, I love that you said that because I've been saying that to our team this whole six-month period. It's like, you know, we still get to get, you know, mostly um, at least even when in the strictness there was like Nick could leave to go to the supermarket or something, like one person. I go, imagine... They can, and it's not even that they can walk around their house. We're complaining about feeling claustrophobic in our house. I had this conversation with my daughters. I said, they can't leave a room. I mean, you know, some of the women that we've rescued, the children have been chained to beds, literally, like literally for months at a time. Um, and so it is inconceivable. And so if we... Uh, we've got to put everything in perspective. And I kept saying it, even to my own kids. I go, this is, uh, and just, I think, before all this happened, like very, uh, towards the end of last year, I went to Qatar um, to minister. I'd never been, you know, I went with Pastor Gary from our London church. And um, to, I met with believers there. I mean, if we think, uh, you know, our freedoms have been taken, 
Yeah. You've got to just put everything in perspective. And again, I've been saying this to all of our team um, before everyone loses their minds. It's like, hang on a minute. I've been with uh, 500 leaders of the underground church in China. And then I, talk, I heard from them stories about what they've had to endure for decades in the Qatar church, not being able to publicly meet um, until very, very recently and under very controlled conditions and how they've had to dig deep to really know the Holy Spirit, to really know the word. And I tell you, on their faces was joy, was peace, was a sense of love and grace. And I remember saying, especially to the, um, the leaders of the underground church in China, I, sa I said to them, I didn't realize how much I would need it. I said, whatever you've got, I want. I said, I've never been in a place where I can't go to church. I mean, this was all last year, you know, where um, I can log on, watch whatever I want. I can go where I want. Um, to have even a small taste, and this doesn't even, I feel bad even saying it because it does not compare to what our brothers and sisters in those parts of the world have had to go through. Um, or even, you know, I mean, look at uh, our sisterhood. How often do we write um, letters to the persecuted church? I mean, you know, when you think about what we've been doing almost prophetically all of these years through our sisterhood, yeah. um, this is almost an opportunity. It doesn't even compare, but in a small way, to go, you know what, when one part of the body suffers, we all suffer. We can actually taste what that suffering is like. Or maybe pray. I have prayed for the persecuted church like I haven't prayed for them ever in these last six months. Um, and for anyone in captivity or torment, um, because you just realise when you have a little bit of freedom taken away, you go, wow, this is a taste of what people are feeling. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Um, post, I think it could have been the BBC. Uh, should I even say? It? Okay, so you know, you never quite know what what you're seeing or whatever. But it was like a prison in El Salvador, and the men. I mean, they were criminals, but nevertheless, they were packed in worse than chickens in those breeding pens. You know, hundreds of them, and you know, it, it was abominable. Like, and I'm, and then I start reading the comments, and you know, you're like, wow, people are like, wow, they're they're the worst of the worst. They're that they they deserve that, and you know, I mean, justice is justice. But then I'm thinking, man, you know, there's going to be innocent people in there as well. And then oh, even totally. if like Christ is a forgiving God, and no one actually deserves that kind of brutality, even if they have dished out brutality. I mean, the the forget. I mean, it was just. But honestly, I, I just came away from it and I was like, Father in heaven, have mercy. Where is, where is the humanity? Where is humanity gone? But anyway, hallelujah. All right. Um, I got a question for you because there's just a couple of things I want to like just focus on and get some of your wisdom. I mean, you are doing a master's. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I may fall off the stage again. Don't worry. <laughs> But uh, I've just got a question here, like, Christine, you, um, like, life calling favour success um, took you overseas. It took you from being a Sydney girl to a Californian girl, um, USA girl. And, um, but the thing is that you have remained loyal and planted um, to this house regardless. So, you know, why, why do you do that and why is that important to you and why is it important that people remember that principle of being planted and rooted? Because in many places or in some places, it's kind of not popular anymore. And yeah. It's something that I, I think pastorally it's something that people are being tested on in this COVID season. It's like, you know, we can just get lazy and, oh, you know, am I planted? Am I, am I connected? Talk to that, Christine, because you love the church. Oh, yeah. I, I, 
about that. I love the church and, you know, I've always said this, I still maintain this. Uh, of course, John 15 talks about abiding in the vine, but we, we abide in Christ, the vine, on this earth through his church, his bride. I mean, that's where the abiding happens. And um, I believe the favour, the anointing um, on my life ha and Nick, well, we would both say this 100%, is because of what we're connected to. And um, God... God has designed us to be plants. I mean, these are the foundational verses of our house, of our life, but it's not just a nice idea, Psalm 92, Psalm 84. I mean, these are, you know, people look and go, how are you where you are, whatever that means, but it's because of what I'm connected to. And I didn't, uh, Nick and I didn't just go, oh, we're off to America. Um, as our house the global mandate became more evident on our house. I mean, you know, um, and we, we we were so tied in. We were the Hillsong Network pastors for a long time. And so we were part of the global picture. So it's not like we ever disconnected and moved. We sort of expanded with the expansion kind of thing. You know? So in our hearts, uh, there was never like we're leaving to go and do this thing. It's like we're, we're growing. And I mean, today we're in 37 different countries and, you know, it's, it's obvious, but that was all in the formative stages of our, what the Lord was doing, because I don't think I would have ever, uh, we, it was never in our mind that we would dis disconnect or we would leave because we were planted and we were rooted and we, and we still are. So when you're planted and rooted, I mean, it would have to be, the Lord would have to come and uproot. I mean, and uprooting is not a small thing. Um, you know, I've been doing a lot of hiking in this season. So I've been up in mountains. Man, when you see trees that are uprooted, it, it didn't, wasn't like a little wind that came and took them out because, and they didn't feel like it anymore. Um, it was like an up, uprooting is a huge thing. And God can uproot and re-put you in a different soil. But I don't know that that's like... Um, like the first thing that has to happen. I think we're losing, uh, especially young people. I mean, I, I say this openly because I, uh, for me, um, God plants us in families. Um, there is every family on earth is dysfunctional, spiritual and natural. Everyone's dysfunctional. So there you go. I always go better the dysfunction that I know than the dysfunction that I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's part because I'm Greek, we're sort of mafia, we're loyal, you just kind of go, it, it is what it is. We all got crazy people in Greek families, so that's okay. Um, but that's part of doing life together. And so that um, planting, it, it actually has taken a lot of pressure off me. I've never felt that I've got, I've got to carry this alone or I've got to be some big international ministry or I really don't. Like it's the, co the covering aspect of it, the protection aspect of it, um, it, it, I think we underestimate that. I think in this season, people are starting to remember once again that we are in a spiritual battle. This is, we're not playing games. There is spiritual warfare and there is a covering that comes by being planted. There is a security that comes. There is a connection that comes. Um, and so for me, it was never a thought, like never. To the, I'm, here, I'm 31 years ago, the 29th of January, 1989, I walked in. Uh, to Castle Hill, and I've never left. Like, so I never have left in my mind. I, my kids are part of our OC uh, campus. Um, so I, I just cannot talk about that. If people think what they want is kind of the result, oh, man, I want to either be a preacher like Chris or, you know, run this or run that. I'm like, my gosh, it's th the stuff that I do is not what has sustained me or kept me going. I'm 54 years old next year, uh, next week, I'm sorry. I'm 54. 
doing the actual work wouldn't be enough to motivate me anymore. In fact, I probably would have gotten discouraged and disappointed and quit. What has kept me going is what I'm connected to. That is what has helped fuel me and strengthen me and sustain me um, through all the pain and the disappointment and the inevitable stuff that happens um, just being a human being on this earth that's fallen. And so I could not even imagine trying to do it alone. And I haven't seen good fruit of trying to do it alone. I'm, I'm old enough now where, you know, I've been in this for 31 years. So I've seen cycles of people come and go and I love people. Um, and I've seen the difference of when you get to my age in your mid fifties, uh, those that stay planted through the, through, and work stuff out just the, the way life is, it's never perfect, uh, where they are in their mid fifties and where you're not, um, you know, you live long enough, you just start to see the fruit of it over the course of a life. You're right. But the truth is, hey, um, you know, people have questioned you for, for, for remaining. I mean, you're talking about remaining connected to this family and this house yeah. and your people, you know. Yes. Um, but I, what I worry about, Chris, is um, or I'm concerned for is people in this COVID season of disconnect, really disconnecting. Because, you know, as a church right now for us, Hillsong Church, you know, we, we're all scattered, but we're still very, very connected, connected interwoven, yeah. you know, think when people allow that to become um distorted in their minds you know and go mm -hmm. down a path of oh, do i really need to there's actually oh, yeah. danger in it nature teaches yeah. us lessons you said the human body you know we're a family the analogy of the human body the illustration of that the human body it's like sever a finger and what do you have you actually have a severed finger that is going to rot if it's not connected to you know the body or to the vine a plant uprooted is what it's dead wood it fizzles and it dies and so i just think it's so i personally think it's so important like in the season pastorally that people are strong in their convictions and that are not drawing back in that in that way and i agree with psalm 92 if somebody's watching this and you're a little bit uh, unhinged or don't quite know what you're doing like you need to read psalm 92 and you need to get it in your spirit psalm 91 is beautiful psalm 92 talks about those who are planted in the house of god and the kingdom of god in that sense of whatever anyway we've written books about that we'll move on <laughs> but i just want to say too you know you live long enough and it says even in their old age they will continue to bear fruit so yeah. you all need to start looking at some of us that are in the second half of life and go okay they're still bearing fruit why and it's because we were planted in the house of the lord yeah i, th I agree this COVID season um, people just thinking, oh, well, look, this just proves I don't need to go to church or I don't, whatever, you know, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> quite the contrary, actually. Um, and the Lord, I think, is checking all of our hearts in this season. And of course, we have an enemy. Of course, he's going to want to come and discourage us, disconnect us. This is a time I've been, I reread um, C.S. Lewis, The Screwtape Letters. I would recommend every Christian in this season reread the screw tape letters because just it reminds you again oh yeah that's what the enemy does it's so simple and it's so basic but if he can disconnect us yeah. make us think that church is not really important doesn't really matter um then he wins yeah. and not god's kingdom yeah i wrote down here in my my notes i just when um you know I, I feel like the holy there's two camps happening there's two contentions happening and the lines are getting the line is getting like more clear you know it's yeah. like and I feel like the Holy Spirit is um, stewarding. I've never said this of the Holy Spirit. I believe the Holy Spirit is seeking to steward unity in the body of Christ while we have an enemy 
who is just seeking to fracture everything, fracture hearts, homes, households, um, you know, minds, fractured minds in this, you know, like it's no coincidence today that today is Are You OK Day and it's World Suicide Day that we pay attention. Fractured minds, you know, fractured vision. We all came into 2020 and, and well, people were saying, I didn't actually, but people were saying, oh, wow, 2020, you know, we're going to have 2020 vision. And then it's like suddenly people can't see, they can't, they're, they're, lo they're losing their mind in some areas. And I'm like, far out, you know, like God is not, he's not off the throne He's not confused with the situation, but he is refining his church. And I believe that he's refining his people for greater days ahead because we've got a harvest out there, you know, and um, a hundred percent. Like to me, it's, we are getting better 2020 vision if we had eyes to see, but we walk by faith and not by sight. And so yeah. if you now are just looking in the natural and overwhelmed, you're like, man, there's global pandemic and there's racial injustice and there's locusts and there's natural disasters and fires and floods. I mean, it just seems relentless. If you only see with your natural eyes, you're going to miss. This is an opportunity for 2020 vision. I really do believe God's peeling back the scales from our eyes, cleaning out the cataracts, spiritually speaking. And I have never had more clarity, Bobby. I mean, yeah. I'm just getting, I've, I've never had more clarity. It is, I've been at the beginning of the year, I said, this is the year of 2020 vision. And I still believe it in September. Um, it's not like uh, it, all of these external things that have happened shouldn't cloud our spiritual vision. And I think if anything, we, would, we should be being fine-tuned. And if we're overwhelmed, it's almost like we need to go into the spiritual eye doctor and go, okay, God, I'm walking a little bit too much with sight and not faith. So I need to turn that around. I need to start walking by faith because we preach and we, we as Christians read the scripture and we believe that the spiritual realm is more real than the natural. That's what we believe as Christians. Um, but when we're freaking out over the natural and allowing that to affect us, um, then we really don't have an answer for a lost and a broken world. But, you know, I'm, in this season, like I've been having happy hour every Friday, Nick and I socially distanced. It's so hilarious on our front lawn um, with our neighbors who, of course, they were busy before this. We were busy. We didn't know each other. And so we do this fantastically socially. We've never even shaken hands, but we have been sitting on the lawn every Friday for six months and all the other neighbors, they know the time they come past. Can I just say though, um, so during this whole time, I have never had uh, more discussions about the Lord. People so open. I mean, these people uh, used to live in Connecticut, um, definitely not believers, as far away as you can get from, you know, all of uh, that. But man, people are freaking out about what's happening economically, politically, socially, environmentally. They're freaking out. And so they're open. So when we as believers in this hour can not freak out and go, oh, you know, I really don't know what's going on, like what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know if it's going to be a flood or whatever, but let me tell you what I do know. I do know that Jesus Christ is on the throne. I do know that there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. I do know that we don't need to. My bottom line is just because the world's going cray cray doesn't mean we have to. In fact, otherwise, what do we say we believe in? Do we believe this? Um, and are we truly Christians that walk by faith? And not by sight. What is being tested is our faith. Um, and, you know, the righteous live by faith. And the life we live now in Christ, Galatians says, we live by faith in the Son of God. So our faith is being purified and our faith is being refined. This is awesome. Listen, I want to encourage some people. And I know it's hard being locked down, but 
man, this is the refining fire. I told the Lord at the beginning of all this, I said, I want to come out with an A+. I know it's going to be hard, but I want my faith purified and refined. And I've always wanted to come out like believing God, going no matter what I see, I'm going to trust Jesus. And it's never been more tested and tried than this moment. And so every one of us, whatever level of lockdown we're in, there's, there's loss and there's grief, but we haven't lost Jesus. He has promised that he's never going to leave us and he's never going to forsake us. So yes, there has been pain and suffering and loss, but we were never promised there wasn't going to be. What we were promised was that Jesus would never leave us or forsake us. I'm more in love with Jesus than ever. I feel the presence of God more than ever. Um, I, I walk around smiling in the morning. I'm going, Holy Ghost, I, I've just, and I, I have no clue when I'm going to be able to travel again or when my life is going. I've got no clue. But I've never had to trust God like, like the children of Israel in the wilderness, manna from heaven every day going, God, if this thing's going to continue, it's got to be you. You've got to, I've got to walk every day by faith. I feel like I'm a new Christian again. I feel like when we started the, Hills, the Hillsong Youth Services, and we didn't even know what we were doing. And we used to turn up every morning, a whole group of us that are all still part of the church. And we would um, pray. And we'd, we were like freaks. We would go there in the youth group. We would pray from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. And we would believe God. I feel like with Donna, she's probably on here, when we would go into Donna's office in like 1992 and 93, and we would look across at Crestwood High. And we would just go, we would believe God to open doors of opportunity. I mean, we were nothing. We were nobodies. And, um, and God did it. And so I'm going, you're going to have to do that same kind of thing today, Lord. You're going to have to part Red Seas, tear down Jericho walls, push back the River Jordan. And can I say, I'm having my own mini revival because I'm seeing it. <laughs> I, have, I have not felt like a new Christian for a lot of years. But I feel like I feel like my Crestwood High days, I feel like my Hillsong Youth Services day, days when we had no clue, we, could, we didn't even know. We just turn up and pray and God would give us favour. And it was like the Book of Acts, which is pretty much what our church has been like for 37 years. And um, I feel like I'm right back then. It's awesome. I said to the Lord, even just a few days ago, I go, thank you that in my mid-50s, I get to have Revival 2.0. I'm so pumped. Well, Christian, we would expect nothing less of you. I mean, so, um, so, so we've got a we've got for Australia. We've got a Sisterhood United night coming up. It's our first online. It's going to be um, Tuesday, the twenty second of September. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, I wrote an email last night about it, so you're going to be getting that. But I'm saying that to say um, the kind of feel and the language is like still smiling. You know, she smiles at the future, but I'm just saying, still smiling. And we need to keep smiling. And you know what? Voice. And like you just preached, Christine, um, like everything, like everything's changed, but nothing's changed. Nothing. Like the mission hasn't changed. Christ and throne hasn't changed. Christ in our hearts hasn't changed. The journey, it hasn't changed. We're just in a season of um, whatever that season looks like. And I had to laugh because you were saying smiling and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yesterday I was riding my bike, you know, around this little space and um, I was listening to Sunday services because I can't catch on all, all of them, you know, on a Sunday, there's so many. And, um, and then I just, I don't know, one of the Young Free songs came on and I just laughed out loud and started smiling. So I'm on my bicycle, it's nearly dark. <laughs> my yellow bicycle, and I'm just smiling. And I'm thinking, 
yeah, this is who we need to be. This is who we need to stir up. And so if you're listening on Baby Doll, you know, and you're like, oh, look at them going on and on and on. <laughs> but you know what? You guys, sometimes you've got to stir it up. You've got to stir the well of joy up within you and you've got to stir it, I mean. All right. Now, listen, we're going to run out of time. Um, some of the girls um, submitted questions, you know, and because you get to travel and see the body of Christ in the church, some of them were like big questions. So we, I'm going to skip that. I'm going to go to personalities. Yes. <laughs> okay. This is fun. It's okay. You know, people who are a little bit more, I guess, in, on a place of platform and think, oh, I'm not like them. Okay, personality-wise, you and I, um, you know, personalities are different, but, different so you and I are kind of same same difference so here's the deal I think I would hope that our character our character pursuits our love of Jesus our passion our desire for Jesus and kingdom is the same right same same different but our personalities are so different so I wrote down this of you I wrote you are this adorable gung-ho adventurous highly competitive personality a self-proclaimed nerd who does red bus tours of all cities I've never done that in my life you know I mean I think you are competitive, Christine. You're competitive with yourself. I don't, think, I don't think I've got a competitive body. So I want you just for a few moments um, just to speak to the differences and like just speak to the value and calling in, in all individuals, even though we're not all the same. Because you know what? We've all got a part to play, right? Absolutely. I mean, Corinthians says we are one body, many parts. Do you remember when I had and I think I turned up a colour and had to preach when I had my big ski accident and snapped my ACL, tore my MCL. Okay, so before I had that ski accident, a really serious one, um, an ACL is a small ligament, smaller than your little finger, tucked in behind your knee. So before I had that accident, I didn't even know I had an ACL in my knee. I wouldn't even know if I had an ABC, EFG. I didn't know what was there. But let me tell you, when that thing snapped, my body was crippled. I was paralyzed. I could do like nothing. And um, it just showed me that a small ligament that I didn't even know was there, that it, it held my whole body up and we need it all. So that is the whole deal. God has made it so that we are one body, many parts, many personalities, people that connect with me uh, or people that connect with you might not connect with someone like me. People that connect with me might not connect with someone like you, but it also reflects who Jesus is, because no one person is the personality type of God. We all are together. Together we reflect his glory and we reflect his beauty. He's the head, not us. Um, and so to say there's one perfect way, where we get connected uh, is our passion for Jesus, our passion for mission. That's where you and I, I from day one, you and I from day one well, kept us inseparable 31 years is our passion for the gospel our love for jesus our passion for people getting saved i mean we we are both uh, as when i say driven there's two words driven and drawn not driven out of a brokenness like oh man i get my esteem from what i do yes. but drawn and compelled by the call of god by the mission of god by the purpose of god so you can be like you and we need that very pastoral, loving, more probably you're more of a nine on the Enneagram, peacemaker. But you're also, I guarantee you, if you haven't done, you're probably nine with a one wing um, because you're a perfectionist too. And so the perfect, so you would be like classic in that way. So peacemaker, beautiful, but such a perfectionist, which is why we have the beauty of color, why we have uh, our sisterhood looks so spectacular and your attention to detail and why our sisterhood has just grown stronger. 
over a quarter of a century, you don't fluke that. So many of the conversations that are happening in America about women, we've been having them for 25 years. I mean, honestly, it's like, I feel like just sending them all the CDs of the last 25 years of our sister. We were talking about things before they were even talking about it. You know, the things that you, the women you have mobilized, tens and hundreds of thousands of women, reached millions through our sisterhood. So you, um, it's not like, I think we both are the same. It's like where Corinthians says, those that compare themselves amongst themselves are not wise. I don't believe we've ever done that. We haven't compared, we haven't competed, um, but we've been drawn by God and our different personalities. Like when you're an evangelist, you've got to be wired up like I am. When you're leading a global pastoral apostolic church, you've got to be wired up like you are. And um, that's what the, the joy of the Lord. But what gets, what connects us is not our personalities. It's our love for Jesus and his cause. Yeah, but there's a breadth in the body of Christ. I mean, like drawn and driven. That's a powerful, powerful thought, Christine. But, um, but you know, I was going to say, but, you know, like in the past, people were like, well, you had to be like this. Yeah. You know? This we had to be like, and I think the body of Christ is way broader. If people have got eyes to see, it's way broader, and there's freedom to be yourself and um, what have you. Um, I think that's so important, and I think that's what we've modeled in our sisterhood and what you and I. I mean, one day we should do a proper podcast or something on this because I know, um, because you were who you were, um, that helped, you know, especially when I went out from the Hillsong Network to all what were then the yeah. ARC churches that were so small and growing, and now they've just you know, flourished around the world. But those pastors' wives, if they didn't see you, there's no way. All they would have done is looked at a me and thought, I could never be that. And that's obviously what a woman, you know, Christine Kane, Joyce Meyer, that's what it must be. But then to there's you um, that is just so beautiful. I mean, you put your lipstick on before dinner. You put your lipstick on on the way to the shower. You put your lipstick on, exactly. On the way. I haven't worn lipstick unless they make me do it for TV. All of that is like, we're going to go to dinner. I'm in my black T-shirt and black jeans. You're going to be like beautiful blue and you'll put your lipstick on just before we have dinner. And so all of that, I think we have done more for the body of Christ modeling that, celebrating one another that, and um, empowering each other to be that, I think that has said to people, wow, if I'm not like a Bobby or if I'm not like a Chris, that's okay. Because actually God cannot anoint another version of you. He can only anoint the you that he created. And I think we waste, especially as women, we waste half of our lives trying to become this thing that God never made us to be or doing nothing because we think that we're not enough. And the only one that wins is the enemy. When God says, I'm going to anoint you, just who you are, how I made you. I know. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're tracking back a lot of history here, but I know that I fought for my, for my comfort to be myself because I wasn't some of those, you know, people that, you know, whatever. And the same for you, Christine. I love it. Hey, someone paid me. This is funny. <laughs> we're going to have to have a part two to this. Um, someone paid me. I think it was a compliment. I think it was a compliment. I did laugh out loud. So we were sitting around a fire pit on the weekend somewhere with some some people, some beautiful women who might be watching, okay. So um, they they really got switched on at New York uh, Colour, actually. I think they came down. Di Wilson brought them down, a bunch of them down there. I've just located them down to uh, Colour 100 years ago. But this is what they said to me. This is so funny. Gosh, you're going to die laughing. They said, oh, Bobby, Pastor Bobby. You are you are like you are like a cross between Joyce Meyer and Goldie Horn. 
awesome. I think that's awesome. I was like, well, that's a compliment. Because if I can be half the teacher that Joyce Meyer is, and if I could be half as um, fun and spontaneous as Goldie Hawn, then we're, then we're awesome. So, you know, that was, that was kind of a funny thing that happened this week. Um, all right. We've got, like, somebody needs to tell me down here on my, from my team, are we allowed to go past um, 60 minutes or should we just stop and have a part two? But, Christine, we'll finish with this. You have been climbing mountains. Yes. Yes, you have. So in the last week or so, so tell us about that. And I, I guarantee you've got a lesson for the girls this morning from climbing. Oh, yeah, I have, man. Sometimes you go, I just made a decision. Instead of complaining that I can't get on planes and do what I want, you know, the thing that I'm called to do in that sense, I'm also not going to stop. <laughs> I'm a bit worried maybe at my age, if I do stop, I might not start again. So it's like, okay, Chris, you need to keep momentum at this point. But I've always wanted to do, um, there's this thing in Southern California called Six Packs, Six Peaks, uh, which are certain mountains here. And, um, you know, they require some strength. They're like 18, 19 miles up to um, Mount Whitney, which is what I'm working towards, is 14,000 feet, which, you know, the oxygen, like, it's, it's not a small thing. It's not like you just get up and I'm going to climb a mountain. It's like, you got to do it. Um, and so I have just been going out and I had to overcome my fear of snakes because, you know, I, I can't. And the rattlesnakes are out in Southern California. Um, all of the uh, critters, I just cannot stand critters. Uh, the fact that, you know, um, I'm not a spring chicken at 20. So, you know, your, your lung capacity is going. The fact that um, when you get up, you're only halfway because then you still got to walk seven hours down. And I always want the helicopter to come and get me out. And I'm like, I want to cry and say, I don't want to keep walking. Um, but I have learned that you can do, you can push your body. You can build your resilience. I mean, I did a mountain, uh, a beautiful hike up at Bishop um, Pass on the weekend. And for the first time, so now I've been doing these for five months, this is the first time that I could actually walk the next day, that I didn't feel like I needed to go to hospital. Um, and so I actually could walk down the stairs and then I could, um, and I actually even got on the elliptical and that was the first time. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm a hero. I had built up muscles because it was the first time that I literally could get up out of the bed. I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> And the spiritual application? <laughs> the spiritual application is you've got to push yourself uh, to build your capacity. You've got to, to climb. You know, there's not a whole lot of people at the high peaks and a lot of us and a lot of us in our world that are so committed to wanting to make a difference for the Lord, uh, to really go the distance, to be like the Apostle Paul. We want to run our race. We want to finish our course. We want to soar to heights. You know, we preach. I want to mount up on wings like eagles. You know, I'm going to run and not grow weary. Um, the air is very thin. Uh, the higher you go, the air gets thinner, which is why a lot, it's just like airplanes. Not a lot of airplanes fly at this height. So you're going to find if you really want to go to great heights in Christ, I'm saying, I'm not talking about worldly success. I'm talking about impact for the, for the kingdom, um, really pushing back darkness, advancing the kingdom of God. If you want to really do that, man, let me just say you're going to have to build some spiritual muscle. That's why I believe in this season if you actually take the challenge, we're building spiritual muscle, we're building resilience, we're building our capacity. There's more in us than we realize. We preach this stuff, but climbing the mountain, it, it builds the muscles, it builds your lung capacity. And you see that there's not a whole lot of people up the top. The amount of people that start with us at the bottom never get up there. The amount of people that 
come down the uh, come up the top and just really d can't can't come down like do your second half really well it's quite interesting so that would be my spiritual principles the air's really thin so if you want to fly with eagles in christ you're gonna to have to build some resilience and some capacity i believe that you learn how to take our breath god and that's mm -hmm. a fun journey and, totally and like you know, i will never climb those mountains with you <laughs> because you know I cause sometimes feel like that when I'm walking up Glenhaven Road <laughs> and it's just a little rise <laughs> but I've got a new puppy and when I get home I'm going to be walking you know so I try I've, I've got I know but um yeah I'll live vicariously through you Christine hey listen babe I'm gonna, we're gonna stop and I'm gonna get you to pray for the girls and we're like there was a whole bunch of other stuff but we just have to do a part two somewhere when it suits and I know you love the girls, and I. Really, oh, you. I really pray that um, I'm just talking to everyone here that you've um, that you've had some fun and uh, you've had to have gleaned somewhere something from that. So, Christine, why don't you pray for the girls? I will. So, Father, I, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for our house. Um, I thank you for Bobby, and I thank you for our sisterhood, Lord. You know how tender my heart is. Um, so much. Uh, everything that's come out of the fruit of our lives uh, was birthed um, out of the soil of our house. So, Father, I, with great, uh, great joy, um, Father, pray for all of our girls, Father, across the whole nation and, and Bali, Lord, and wherever else women have tuned in from, but specifically for our girls down under. Um, Lord, I pray that you would bless them, that you would keep them in this hour, that you would sustain them and that you would strengthen them. Father, that we would remember as a sisterhood that the joy of the Lord is our strength, that we can find our strength in you. We can find our hope in you, Jesus. You are this hope we have as an anchor for our soul. And Lord, your word tells us it's only those things that can be shaken will be shaken so that those things that cannot be shaken shall remain. So may we be a sisterhood that Father is found faithful that lord even that during a time of shaking we were not shaken but father that our faith being purified and tried came out father pure like gold and that lord we would continue to advance your cause and we would be ready for the revival lord we've lived through a revival father i've seen you do amazing things through our sisterhood across the globe but father i believe what you're going to do the new thing that you're going to do just like you spoke to the prophet isaiah and he said behold i do a new thing don't look back it's going to be better than the former thing we thought coming out of egypt and red seas parting was amazing but lord you said that the new thing that you're going to do is going to eclipse the old thing it's going to be a greater thing and father i believe that out of this season Father, our sisterhood has done amazing things in our first quarter of a century. But God, I believe the new thing you're preparing us for, you're refining us for in this season is going to be greater than anything we ever, ever have seen in the past. So Father, let us be ready in this season to do what you've called us to do. So strengthen your girls. Let them know you're present. I pray specifically that over this next week, Holy Spirit, your manifest presence in the homes of these girls would be so palpable and so tangible that, Father, those that feel dry and weary and heavy laden, that times of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord. And, Father, literally in the same way that I've been smiling and laughing this last week, just me and you alone in the house, God, I pray that same spirit of joy and laughter and smiling over our women, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen, Lord.
That is a good prayer, Chris. Thank you. And you know what? Straight back at you. All of those things to you. And we love you and we've got you back. And the girls are praying for you. And, you know, like, just in Jesus' name. Amen. I so, love you all. All right, darling girls. See ya. See ya. I love you. I'll talk. See you soon. We're going to have dinner together. Okay, she's gone. Hey, listen, um, thank you. Thank you for being with us. And um, it's only 6.02 or... 1102. I don't know what it is at home. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I really hope that you are blessed by that. Amen. And uh, don't forget, girls, coming up, coming up in a couple of weeks, mark it in your calendars. Um, our Sisterhood United, it's just going to be at 8 p.m. Um, so you can get the kids kind of tucked in if you've got children or you can get gather with your friends or just get yourself sorted wherever you are. And um, it's just going to be uh, like a great 60 minutes together and a little bit longer if you come for the pre-show. So mark that in your calendars. Amen. You're fantastic. Have a great day. Take care of one another and um, we'll see you soon. All right. Love you. See you later, girls. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.